Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Welcome to Nightlight, our home movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Nine Balls. I mean, we got Freddie. Always keeping it spoopy. Always and forever. Uh, we, oh, also known as I Night, excuse me. We <laughs> are a group of knights with an Ezra Love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down, discuss the ultimate question. Why horror? So with the lights, sit back and let the darkness envelop you. If you like that one extra horror-related content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's night with a wood. Okay. Now, I know we fucked up last month. <laughs> we done fucked up. <laughs> I'm sorry. There was schedule conflicts and shit. It was Thanksgiving when Chaos. we were supposed to be doing it. It was it was not gonna fucking work out, and it just and it didn't. <laughs> and it didn't work out. Uh, I feel like it's been a while since I've been here because it has. I think three weeks. Was it? I think so. Sheesh. I think three weeks. Uh, Glad to have you back. Hopefully it doesn't feel like that to everyone else because it's technically only one episode that I missed. Um, Right. But technically two, I guess, for both of us. Yeah. But with that being said, obviously we didn't have our episode for Color Out of Space and we are probably not going to do that episode until maybe a little bit later. I don't know. We might can it. I don't know. We we haven't decided that yet. (laughs) But so far, it's not going to be covered for the rest of this year. Instead, we are actually jumping into a brand new month. Kicking things off because the motherfucking strikes are over, baby. We fucking did it. Hell yeah. Let's go. WGA and SAG, finally happy. We're good to go, which means that we can finally talk about films that came out in 2023, which I am so fucking excited to do because this is going to be our year in horror month. And to kick things off. Got to give a very special shout out to ones that make this possible. Special shout out to our patrons, our ghoulish knights over on patreon.com slash nightlightpod. Alondra, Ali, Taya, Alyssa, Allison, also known as Stormy Knight, also known as our community manager. Joel, James, Kate, Kayla, Philip, also known as Forest Knight. <laughs> Zachary, Nashia, Frank, Kristen, Lizzie, Vaughn, Johnny, Layla, Eric, Kelly, Daniel, C, also known as T with Knight, sip, also sip. known as R. Wait, what'd you say? Sip, sip. Oh. <laughs> I thought that's what you said. It caught me off guard. <laughs> also known as our marketing manager. All of our nights get a sound. It definitely stopped me in my tracks for a hot second there. I was like, wait, what'd you say? When did we get to the silent night? See what happens. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
David, also known as Nightly, Gary, Woo! Brandon, Anna, Drew, also known as Silent Night, Crickets, <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> Patrick, uh, Willow, uh, Jessica, Shutsall, Rio, Jesse, Joe, Kaylee, Rob, and certainly last but not least, Freddie. <laughs> Oh, is Kubernetes poopy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you all so much for making this possible. Thank you for making an entire year just absolutely insane. This has been so much fun. This whole year has been bananas. Crazy. Very year. busy this year. We both done a lot of cool shit this year. Some things we can talk about, some things we cannot talk about. Mm-hmm. Freddie filmed a, a short film, yes. which is hopefully going to be, it's in editing now, right? Yes. Post-production? But that, of Just course, edited. next year. Okay, so next year we can look For forward sure. to this. Yes. Amazing. And, and you mentioned that you're trying to have this be filmed at, or be screened at uh, festivals too, right? Yes. Fantastic. So hopefully that will go through. Awesome. Uh, hopefully more projects yet to come. So Freddie's going to be hitting the road, Jack. Uh, <laughs> next year, and it's going to be fantastic. I'm so excited for you, man. I'm really, really looking forward to that. Can't wait to have you back on the show to actually interview you for that experience. <laughs> that, that's going to fucking happen one of these points for sure. Um, I also filmed something, but I cannot talk about it. I am NDA'd up the ass about this. Yep. <laughs> but Love those NDAs. Just know that it's fucking cool. I was out in Los Angeles for a few days uh, to go ahead and film this thing. So, yeah, you'll be seeing me in something <laughs> next year as well or this year uh i believe next year i believe next year next year's um, a big year for the spoopy boys it's, it's gonna be a huge year it's, it's gonna be crazy yes but without further ado the film that we're gonna be starting and kicking things off is gonna be no one will save you first and foremost freddie thoughts this is your third time watching this third time watching it um why so many times because I love this movie. Really? I actually really fucking enjoy this movie. So I heard a lot about this movie leading up to its release on Hulu. You're very excited for this movie. Uh, I wish this was in theaters because I feel like this movie would have oh, done movie great in theaters. In theaters. Uh, and we've talked about that in the past. Uh, I think Hulu is really on top of their horror game. Um, obviously, I'm big fans of like Prey, the new Hellraiser. Uh, is it called Dead End or no? Dead End? Oh. No exit. No, no exit. exit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, They've been just putting out banger after great. banger after banger. Yeah. Um, they do a really good job. Shout out to 20th Century Studios and uh, Searchlight. Yeah. Both well, of them, man. Fucking just absolutely destroying it right now. Uh, Brian Duffield? Is that the director? Brian Duffield. Brian Duffield. Um, he released a trailer on Twitter. It's the first time I saw it. And I just got hooked from the trailer immediately. I was like, cool. I like aliens. I like alien invasion movies. I like movies that look cool. This has all three of those things. So I was like, I need to check it out. And I heard great reviews of people who have seen it before it came out. And then this was such a big buildup for me. It was like, I'm off on Friday. This is my like premiere for me, myself. And this was like a movie that I hyped myself over. And I hyped a lot of my friends over. Uh, So I actually watched this for the first time with my friend. We both watched it together, and we both really adored it. And the more we thought about it after the movie, the more we even liked it even more. Yeah, We even went through, like, different breakdowns on YouTube and all these things. Like, oh, what is the meaning of this? What's the meaning of that? Nice. Um, Can't and wait then, to hear some of those. 
listening to all of that, I got so happy that I started texting other people that are like horror lovers within my friend group. I'm like, you need to see this movie. And then I love seeing them text me back. It's like, I'm watching it. I fucking love it. It's like, yes, we are in unison of us loving this movie. So it was one of those movies where it's that rare time of year where all of my friends start talking about it. And we're all like, it's like, let me know when you see it. Let me know what you think about it and have that conversation. That's the thing I love about movies is yeah. having those after screening conversations. It's the best part. And it's hard because the streaming services, they kind of take away a little bit of that. But Thank I love that they actually marketed this, or at least the right. director did, and he did a great job marketing this movie. Um, pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty phenomenal work for sure. I agree. Uh, I love that there's not very little dialogue. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. Awesome. I love the story that she goes through and what she's lived through, uh, the importance of that. And I love how realistic an alien invasion could be on film. It's very unique. Um, I think even like one of the fun facts I was reading earlier uh, Stephen King reacted saying, you won't find any movie like this unless you go back to like 1960 and watch this Twilight episode. Sure. And I feel it. Yeah. And shout out to our local Boo crew because I listened to the interview of um, them doing the interview with the director. Mm -hmm. And I love what the one the director said. I think it's always great about like all this alien talk right now that's going on in the news and the government starting to say like, oh yeah, we do have footage yeah, yeah, and footage whatever. Um, the, the thing he was talking about is like, oh, what I never bought from other alien invasion movies is that they're always like hiding or they're or, they're already here. It's like, nah, if they come yeah. here, they'll probably be. They don't give a fuck. They're yeah, just gonna yeah. open your door and walk yeah. around, start doing things because they're curious. Yeah, it's just like, like, what is this? And it's like, like I, feel I have like, the power to get through here, right? It's like <laughs> nothing. You're not gonna stop me. Yeah, I'm like, who the fuck are you? I'm dude? curious. Who are you? I'm, it's should like, I actually, attack you? you? Should you I not attack you? Yeah. It's like even dumb. Like they don't attack her right away, but like it's like, are you a threat? I don't know. Right. Yeah, I'm just checking I, yeah. your place out, uh, and it I was love here. that it was aspect. In my way. <laughs> and I think that's the thing I love about this movie. It's just it plays out like what would happen if this were to happen to us. I guess. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. No, I, I love it. The action sequences are great. Visuals are awesome. I do get the some people don't like the generic look of them, like oh the gray. Oh long. fuck that! No, that's, that's fantastic. Fine, but like no, there are I, aspects I of it, but like they have disagree. different species of them as well. Yeah, and I the very way much to communicate. With that. Uh, I, I think I think the fact that they did the gray alien is the best choice possible because we don't have that. Yeah, like we don't, we never get that. We never get the gray. Like we we usually get some signs, type I of, guess, a little bit. Well, they were green. And signs, yeah. and they were really tall. Like yeah. we had short ones and regular yeah. height ones. No, I and love, really tall ones. Like, love, <laughs> it was funny because when I was watching, I don't remember their names, but I was naming them. <laughs> so <laughs> so I was like, names? "Oh yeah, no, they don't have names." I was gonna say, I was I like, was, "Oh, that's <laughs> Chuck over here. Look at Joe over here." Like because they feel like real like characters with personality. They yeah. all have different uh, ways to go about things, different abilities, uh, different abilities, the way they interact. Uh, and I love that. I love the yeah. way to communicate too with like the vibrations and the clicks and the sounds. Um, no, there's nothing for me. It's like a near perfect movie for myself. Wow. Yeah. So that's a huge, huge little. It's, it's pretty high up on my list for movies in general this year. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty great. That's, that's awesome to hear. Um, yeah. The first time I heard of this movie, you told me about it. 
And I think uh, I showed you the trailer here. You showed me the trailer here. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, you showed me the trailer. I was so hyped for it. You were super stoked about it. It is and, still my my And I was like, I was like, cool. Yeah. This this seems pretty neat. This yeah. seems really fun. I was on board after you showed me it. Um, and then I saw who the director was, Brian Duffield. Brian Duffield made one of my favorite movies out of 2020, which was Spontaneous. Yeah. Um, fun. Love that movie. Thought it was super fun. He also wrote um, Underwater. One of my other favorite movies that came out in 2020, uh, and he wrote uh, the Babysitter as well, and the Babysitter Killer yep. uh, Killer Queen, and he fucking wrote Skull Island. The dude was nuts. Dude, uh, he, he knows Brian, shit. Brian Duffield is fucking busy, as you can yeah. see. Um, but he also did write one of my. Uh, I, I I don't even know what to really call it. Um, Damn, <laughs> he wrote. Um, I don't know, whatever. It's like it's not that big of a deal. It, like the are you familiar with like uh, Divergent? Oh, like the books, the, yeah. The movies? He, he, yeah wrote, the he wrote a few of those films. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it's okay. Someone liked them. Yeah. <laughs> Someone liked them out there. I'm sure. Not our audience, uh, I guess. But yeah, yeah. but it's awesome. It has it, an audience for it. And exactly. Yeah. yeah, that it does. That it does. Um, but beyond all of that, I was on board. Definitely right. on board. I will admit, first time I watched it. I thought it was just okay. Um, it was it was just okay to me. Um, I got what what they were going for. Um, the CG was taking me a little out of it at times, um, just because some of them looked a little silly. Um, but I do like the fact that they use that blur effect a lot more uh, for some of them when they were far away and things like that. They used a lot of fog and things um, to kind of cover that up, um, but. It was the car scene that really kind of took me out a little bit where I was like, The bus ah, scene? The car. The car scene. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because it's on fire, yeah. Because um, it was just like, you could tell, like, everything was pretty much CG in that moment, <laughs> which I get it. Like, you know, it's uh, it's it's hard to make shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know 100%, like, yeah, yeah. It's hard to fucking make that. So it's just like, well, how else are you going to do it? So, like, I get it. I totally understand. Um, so that took me out of it a little bit. Uh, I also wasn't the biggest fan of the exposition in the film. Even watching this the second time around, I was just like still so-so and lukewarm on the on the exposition of how it's fed to us. But um, I did like it a little bit more this time around. Um, I, I, I think it for sure... Um, I wouldn't say it made my list for my top 10. It definitely made my top 15. Sure. Um, but I don't know about my top 10. Um, honorable mentions for top 10, I guess, but it's 100% <laughs> made my top 15. Uh, just because this movie was a fucking spectacle, like you know, like yeah. you, like you said, it, you know, I played this movie super loud. My wife um, actually set everything up. Uh, one night she made like she had our blow up mattress, put it in the living room. Nice. Uh, Ellie was uh, down for her her. Uh, she was down for the night, and um, I come downstairs after reading my book to my daughter, and uh, when I come downstairs, all this shit is set up. Like there's fucking the candy yeah. and she made Shirley temples from scratch and oh, that's cool. like because we both don't drink but, yeah. <laughs> but she made Shirley temples from scratch and she had snacks and it was it was fucking cool it was right. really cool so I was just like oh what the hell what are we doing it's funny because I treated it like an event I was like yeah. Friday I know I have that day off like we're gonna like sit down we're gonna watch this movie we'll order food in like everything yeah, yeah, yeah. it was cool Absolutely. so uh that alone was a great experience because, yeah. like, my wife and I, we obviously have moments together, but nothing quite like that. And anytime yeah. she wants to watch horror, 
I'm fucking all in. Like, yeah, right. dude, let's fucking go. This is so a very accessible movie, horror film. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and this movie, for sure, and it's PG-13 as well. So, like, yeah. for, for those who, who didn't know, I guess, it doesn't really matter. But it really comes to play that, like, PG-13 movies can still 100% go back bat to bat with rated R horror movies. Oh, for sure. This like, works well. This works yeah. very well. If this would have been rated R, I probably would have felt like it's a little too much. Uh, yeah. Because this, would this not works fit a lot. the tone. Yeah, exactly. Much. Same thing with like a It's all about place. her story. Right. Aliens is a plus, but you're really seeing how she deals with things and how she deals with her own trauma and mm-hmm. how she survives and how she's always that's lived her life. Like. <laughs> oh, really? I, I think that's what that I didn't shit. like. And we'll, we'll I, talk about the deep we stuff about it because yeah, we'll that's the thing it. I really clicked with the most. Yeah. yeah we'll, like, we'll aliens were cool. Fuck yeah, but it's like I loved what they did with her character. I just wanted aliens, man. <laughs> like, I think I just wanted yeah, the fair aliens. Enough, fair enough. I was just like, I just want to see these. Fu- I just want to see her shred these aliens. Like this is fucking right. great. Yeah. And then we obviously are getting the exposition on top of all of that, and obviously the deep down message and everything. Cool, great. I I, I love the messaging as well. It just it wasn't what I wanted from this movie. Yeah, it's like That's make awesome. another movie of that stuff. Exactly. Okay, that, that, that was just me. That was just me. Like I get that in. Hearing people talk about it on like TikTok and YouTube and things like that, um, and hearing their reviews of how much this like meant to them, and uh, you know how isolation and mm-hmm. uh, kind of going over these themes and things like that meant to all of these people, I thought was beautiful. Yeah. I think that is fantastic that they got something cathartic out of this. Just me personally, it wasn't what I wanted. I just I wanted I wanted more of her just kind of fucking up these aliens. And kind of, like, for the most part, it, it felt like an alien, like, Ridley Scott alien movie on Earth. And, and that's what you wanted. That's what I wanted. And yeah. it felt like that for a nice chunk of it, so I'm it's, happy with that. <laughs> uh, I guess a real quick thing to point out for me, and I feel like I clicked on a lot of those things that you just talked about. Um, with the main actress, uh, Caitlin, Caitlin Dyer. The, uh, Diver, yeah. She is from a movie that I fucking love and Book I'll Smart. rewatch. Uh-huh. Book Smart. No, but she's also great in that. She's great in that. But it's uh, one a little bit more serious, a little bit more like gritty, but also like realistic. And it has to do with like trauma, PTSD, um, suffering and all that stuff. It's called um, Short Term 12. Oh, yeah. Uh, Short Term 12 is a movie that came out early, early. That's like Brie Larson's one of her first work. Yes. 2013. Yeah. Lakeith Stanfield as well. Yes. This is one where like a lot of the big artists or actors and actresses in this time were starting out. Yeah. But yeah, you said Brie Larson. We have John Gallagher Jr. Yeah. John Gallagher uh, Jr. Rami Malek. Like this is an all-star fucking cast. Oh yeah. And it's a very grounded movie. It's a fantastic movie. But I think because I love that movie so much and a lot of those kind of elements kind of blended into like sci-fi, which I fucking love a lot because we all know I fucking love Alien and the thing. So I was like, cool. The drama pieces that I connect with and the sci-fi pieces I connect with fucking one Converged. movie. I was like, <laughs> 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 I'm evolving. <laughs> it's like, this movie was made for me. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm glad. But, yeah, I'm really like, glad. I love horror films and I love like the dramas and yeah. like, put it all together in a sci-fi and I'm like, fuck it. I'm, yeah, I'm in. Absolutely. I'm no, that's, that's, that's great, man. I'm glad, I'm glad that yeah. worked out for you for sure. Like, that's awesome. And, yeah. and, and you know, I'm glad. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff that I really loved in this movie. Um, and by any means, this is not me saying this is a bad movie. Right. No fucking way, no how. This is a good movie, a really good movie yeah. on top of that. And the acting Near is- Near perfect is, movie. Is, Say it. I'm just kidding. It, no, you're right. It is. It, like, it genuinely is. It just wasn't for me. No big me. deal. Yeah, fair enough. It just fair wasn't enough. for me. That that yeah. was it. 
Um, because do I understand this is a good movie? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> will I watch this movie again? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I will. Like this movie one. is fun. And this movie yeah. is really good. Like it's a good fucking movie. And this is it's a movie fun to watch with friends. I definitely sure. say more people should see. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, let's go and jump into this. Let's do it. No one will save you directed by Brian Dovefield. Um, released September 19th, 2023 with a runtime of one hour and 33 minutes. Shout out fucking to it. Budget of $22.8 million. God damn. That's solid. God damn. Good for him. <laughs> no box office found, obviously, because they fucked up and didn't release this in theaters with a rating of 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, which surprised me. Solid. Actually. Yeah. Um, I thought it was going to be a little bit higher. Me too. Uh, with the, I thought it was going to uh, be the 90s or something or me too. high yeah. 80s. Yeah, me too. Um, but it's not. Uh, we <laughs> open to a remote house in the countryside in a car parked outside. Title card, which I like. I like that we just get straight to the title card. And we're just, it, this movie means business. And I like that. Uh, <laughs> quick cut to our main protagonist, Bryn, who just got out of the shower. She looks at herself in the mirror, forcing smiles and practicing waves before sighing and shaking her head, which I love because we see her later facing herself Great. I love that. Right. Yeah, I, I love that. It's one of those things like we see her morning routine. It's like I have to blend into society. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. As much as she possibly possibly can. She, can. she throws two dresses on her bed, choosing one, grunting in dissatisfaction before choosing the other one. She heads downstairs to check on her modeled city, powering it on and smiling at her progress before heading into her studio in the basement to craft another dress. She wraps it up with uh, for for someone named Beverly White, who lives in Ohio. Cool. So she has an Etsy shop. <laughs> right. So that's fun. Which I feel like that's her best connection to the outside world. Well, that just shows how uh, seclusive she is. Right. Yeah. Her, her job is nothing to do with human interaction face Zero. to face. Yeah. Zero. All virtual. It's all virtual. It's it's. She's very self-sustained. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which she must be doing very well. I mean, she's very. Yeah. She is keeping up with this house. Yeah, she is. She is very it's a much nice keeping house. up with this it's house. A very nice house. It's a very nice house. I assume it's paid off, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she's very much keeping up with it. Like it's just she. She probably gets paid pretty decently yeah. to live here quite comfortably. I would not like to live this far from people, though. That's, yeah, but she does. She likes it. <laughs> she likes. She's it. like this is the dream. Yeah, and maybe it's not though. At the same time, for her, it's right? what she had to. Right, it's which, exactly. Oh, yes. So, like, yeah. I think for her, it's just like this is my life. Yeah, like not necessarily a life she content wants, but with it, I guess. I, 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 I guess she's not content with it, but like, yeah, I, I just think it's the it's fact that she just accepts yeah. it. She just accepts it. Like, this is my life. Like, I just but yes. she wants to be part of society. Right. She wants to be accepted. She exactly. wants to be part of everybody. Yeah, which we'll see at the very end. Exactly. Yeah. Writing a quick note to thank them for the purchase before packing up to ship it out. She leaves out of her house, closing her door before looking to see a circle of dead grass on her lawn, which I love because it just lets us know that they've already fucking, they're here. Yeah, they're, they're scouting. They're just they're like, looking around and yeah. probably like blossoming like, oh shit, that must be a butterfly. Like, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like they're chilling. And I love how she's just like, what the fuck? Our grass, dog. <laughs> I like how not big they are as well. Because we're used to crop circles oh, being humongous. so fucking huge yeah. that you can't even tell what's going on. You can't tell what shape it is. You're just like, oh, what happened to my crops? But this, just a dead center of, uh, or excuse me, a dead circular image of dead grass. Yeah, it's not even the patches, like an actual just, like, random it's circle. It's just a yeah. ring. Yeah. So it's just... 
It's great. Brynn looks around for a moment before frustratedly shrugging and water the patch of grass. She heads in her car, clearing her throat and practicing another smile in the rearview mirror. She's off to go into town, stopping at someone's house. She waves at him with a smile, one of many that she's been practicing prior. He rolls his eyes and heads back inside his house. She takes it for what it is and continues into the small, quaint town. Now, this is... I think this is another issue I had with this movie at the end. Um, like, I get it. You, all right, I'm just going to spoil it right now because I can't talk about it until way later and I don't want to wait <laughs> that long. Uh, she kills her fucking best friend um, and she does it on accident. Um, yes. Well, on purpose, but on accident. Right. Out of frustration, being young, not knowing what yeah. to do. and Right. Fit of rage. Right. Right. So she gets this uh, fit of rage and... Um, I think this is where I had an issue at the end of the movie. Where I was just like, what the fuck is up with all these people? Like, granted, yes, what she did, horrible. Right. Also, 10 years ago. Also, did they know her? Maybe. Like, the way the town yes. would, like, so- shush around her and things like that. And, like, like oh, wait, be quiet. The fucking killer is here. She's the outsider. She's the one that, like... You killed the sheriff's daughter. Okay. On accident. Um, on accident, of course. Right. And that's a big thing to not put on a child as well. Of course. And she, that's another thing. She was a child. But close-knit community, sure, maybe work gets around. It's like, oh, she was always a bad influence, whatever, you know, word of mouth. But do we that know, family but do we hates know that she's a like bad influence? No. But right. think about it. The way that the, the family members of that daughter... Look no, at her. And they disgust her. Them. That yes. makes sense. The rest of the but town. He's the sheriff. Sense. I don't care. I know. Like that's the thing. The, to me, that doesn't for them, matter. They shunned her, and they have the whole community behind them. Yeah, and, and, and that's just mob mentality. I guess so. Uh, because it's to like, me personally, it just didn't fit right. And maybe it's because I live in a city where where it's like I'm not that close knit to a lot of people. Right. But for me personally, it just it felt off. Where I'm just like, that was... I feel that. I feel like I've seen so many movies because I can't talk about my own experience too because we live in the same area. Very high populated people. Um, I think from what I've seen, and this is just perspectives of watching movies, is that people are, um, what we call in Spanish, she's muscles, you know? Like, (laughs) (laughs) uh, people who just like, just gossip and like, (laughs) no, like, the word gets around, right? And every movie is like, oh, I heard your bad news. Like, how the hell did you hear that? That happened like an hour ago. It's like, oh, word gets around. Yeah. Um, I think they won over the city just gossiping around. Sure. And I, and everyone probably loves like, oh, you're the sheriff. Maybe everyone loved that child. Mm -hmm. She, she brings me the newspaper every morning, whatever. Sure. Uh, we just don't get the context in the movie, and I right. think that's what's missing from it. Sure, is why does the whole town hate her for so much for what she did as a child as well? Yeah, and it, it put so much horrible. blame on her. Yeah, it's Absolutely. unforgivable, kind of, but like not kind of, but like I don't know. It's like, hard I feel to like put that on some kid's shoulders the entire time, right? And then bring it all the way until like adulthood, yeah, and stuff like that. Too. And if it was the sheriff's daughter, why isn't she in fucking jail? That's manslaughter. Right. Like, you know, so like, it's just, it's, it's things like that, that maybe, and maybe that's the thing. It's like, there's a whole court case. She got away maybe, with it, whatever. Yeah. And the whole town hates her because of but it. See, it's like, where's the justice? Give me Shunned. that. Shunned. Like, that's that's right. what I'm saying. Like, give me that. A little and, bit more context. Like, yeah. I like that this, this runtime is an hour and 33 minutes. 
that's fantastic, but I would have loved 15 more minutes to flush out whatever the fuck was going on there. Right. Because the parents being upset, of course, that makes total sense. Sure. But for the rest of the town to be upset just doesn't make sense to it's me. Literally everybody. It's literally the you don't whole got nobody? fucking town. Like, like no one will say anything? Literally no one? <laughs> Melman's a dick to her because they, like, and he just seems like he's a dick because he knows just, that she's yeah. the outsider. So it just seems like he's picking on her. But, um, for everyone else, like the whole town, literally the whole town is not a fan of her. Yeah. Like that just doesn't sit right to me. I was like, that doesn't feel right. Like right. If, well, if it yeah. would have been completely animalistic and she brutally murdered her with intent to murder her. Sure. sure yes. Shun her. <laughs> but she did it on accident. And granted, they probably didn't know that, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. But it's just she seems like the type of girl as soon as it would as soon as that happened, she probably ran to her mom, told her mom, like, oh my God, we got into a fight. I hit her and she's not waking up. And I'm sure that's how the cops got involved and all this other shit. Right. But I don't know, dude. It just doesn't sit right with me. And I think there's a backstory behind it, but there's a backstory behind it and I want it. I want the backstory because I feel like there's more to I'll that. I'll Brian. I got you. Yeah, text him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just I just want more. I just want yeah, more of fair. that because I just want to know why are we here? Why why is everyone upset? So, why is everyone yeah. here? Um, how did we get here? Like I just want you know I just want to kind of get go over that more. But to wrap this up with a nice little bow, um, they all hate her. <laughs> <laughs> they all hate her, and no um, one will save her. <laughs> no one will save her. Uh, and granted. Yes, I guess that's what it fits to. And it was refreshing to see that she was not a damsel. No one came to her rescue. That's fine. I guess. Um, but there's a great point to bring it up film, because there's something I wanted to bring up during the podcast, uh, which is now. So there we go. <laughs> uh, so speaking upon all of this, and I think one of the main directions of why there is very little dialogue coming from her in general, we get a few words out of her. Um, her herself, her character, we get a has lot of always breathing. feels silence from her community so i think that's one of the big things to show how shunned and silenced she is from everybody else how um by herself she is and i think that's the reason why he chose to have like very few dialogue in you sure does it feel that isolation even more where like the thing that really connects us is the communication we have between each other verbal or nonverbal. um that's the thing that really disconnects her from the the whole entire world yeah yeah yeah, and also it, it's just kind of weird to have someone talking to themselves the whole time in a film. Have you seen? We've seen, seen the, a lot in other movies. The what? Alchemist Cookbook. I've read the Alchemist. Uh, the Alchemist not the cookbook. cookbook. It's pretty. It's pretty good. But it's a dude who's just in the forest. Um, and he's like by himself, and he talks to himself the whole time. It's great. Um, yeah. but. Yeah, I mean, they could have done that. I It also felt like it wouldn't have fit with her character as well. No. Like, she just seems like the silent type. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? right. Like, well, that's how like that. she grew up. She, right. No one wanted to talk to her, so why would she talk? Yeah. I know yeah. this is also, uh, Caitlin was uh, the main pick for a lot of people for um, Ellie in The Last of Us as well. Fair. Yeah. yeah. She was. She looks more She's like She's a great Ellie, actress. I guess, She's but, phenomenal. Yeah. She's she's great. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. Huge fan of her presence. She's if you good. haven't seen um Short Term Twelve. Fuck. Yeah, it's a rough movie. Young in that movie. It's a rough movie, but a lot of uh topics are just a little rough to watch, but yeah. Solid watch. It is it's a great movie. 
Great yeah. movie indeed. I think she was maybe 16 or 15. When Probably she even younger. I don't even know. 14, 13. Maybe. Yeah. I think she's 26 now. Maybe a little bit yeah. younger. Maybe she's 23 years ago. But yeah. So yeah. anyway, Short Term 12 is a great movie. And also my rant box is over. Uh, <laughs> finally making it to the mailbox. Bruno's, uh, Bruno uh, slips the package inside the box before getting out of there. Um, I don't know why it put Bruno, uh, but it did. I think it meant... I, I obviously meant Bryn, but it put Bruno. Uh, she heads to her mother's uh, Sarah Adams gravesite to sit next to her tombstone. While she's picking out her blanket, she overhears laughter, which is her cue to get the fuck out of there. She starts quickly walking, trying her best to ignore the crowd. They all shush each other, waiting for Bryn to walk past them. Trying to break the awkward stride back to her car, she waves at them just to receive nothing in return. She continues walking. Um, okay. One thing I wanted to add to this, I remember... My thought, I read a book earlier this year. That's actually what I've been doing a lot. I've been reading a lot of books. Um, But I read a book earlier this year, um, actually a few months ago, which was called, um, popular book, Clown in the Cornfield. Um, Super popular. It's made by Adams. I can't pronounce his last name, so forgive me, everyone. Cersei, I believe. Cersei. I I don't know how to pronounce it. But um, in the book, it's a very similar concept in the beginning. This chick's big brother they're jumping off of like stuff and he coerces his little sister to jump off of it too. They're jumping into the water. She falls face face flat in the water and she dies. Um, yeah, very small town. It's a clown in a cornfield. It's a very small yeah. town. Uh, some new chick moves into the town. The dude whose sister he coerced to jump off the thing, not shunned. <laughs> I'm just saying he's not shunned he's still super fucking popular his dad's actually the the like he owns the town pretty much he's just super rich that's the only person who shuns him sorry for any spoilers I guess but it's not really mainly a spoiler but anyway yeah so that's what I'm saying I think that's why this didn't sit right with me because you read the book because I read stop the reading book. books I'm just kidding so, there you no, go read books that's this it everybody everything. books Fuck them. <laughs> mess up the real medium. <laughs> movies. <laughs> oh, the movie was so much better than the book. You never hear that. <laughs> that was, uh, uh, I don't. I mean, there's a few movies that are better than books to me. Oh, okay. I'm Fair just enough. saying. I'm just saying. There's a few. There's a few. Just saying. While in the parking lot, she becomes frightened and hides behind her car for, uh, from a couple walking on the sidewalk. It is a cop and his wife who are smiling and giggling, stopping for a moment to hold hands as they gaze into each other's eyes. More on them later. As they leave, (laughs) Britt is able to catch her breath. Back at home, she's sitting outside on her bench writing a letter to someone named Maude. She writes that that she saw her parents today, the cop and his wife. She puts the pen down, and when she sees the mailman driving down the road, he comes out of his truck with a box acting like he's acting like the box is a basketball, shooting it at her mailbox like an asshole, mimicking the congratulating roars from an imaginary crowd. Britton grabs the box, shaking it and excitedly running back to her house. Back inside her house, she's playing Knock on, Knock on Any Door by Ruby Murray while practicing a specific dance. She opens up her new piece for the model town set and it being a school with a bell on top. The montage continues as she sips on some wine and writes, writes more on her letter to Maude, concluding with the sentence that she can't believe it's been 10 years me too <laughs> well, they made it seem like it was yesterday while she's making some dinner the phone starts to ring she's she dances over to it picking it up and hanging hanging it hanging it right back up it's someone who's like trying to cuss her out yeah and, and it's just like this is what i'm saying 
<laughs> like the whole town just like the whole town fucking hates her. Uh, How dare she? She had to have been every single person in this town's fucking like sister or daughter or something. They're all related. They're all related to her. It's one big family because it's just this is a lot, and it just felt like a lot to me, and it felt unbelievable. And once again, I am not in a small town, so I don't. I obviously probably can't speak. Yeah, to you know what? Like this, this actually happens every day. And if it has happened to someone who's listening to this, I'm sorry if it sounds insensitive. I don't mean to sound insensitive. I truly don't. Um, I just felt for this movie, it feels unrealistic to me. So I'm sorry if it comes off as me being insensitive. I'm truly not trying to be. But yes. So I'm sorry for that if that's coming off that way. Like, Prince is a fucking dick. This is like, I got shunned in my town. <laughs> My only way of communicating with people is this podcast. Not anymore. Not, <laughs> Not anymore. anymore. Fuck Prince. Now you're shunned. How does that feel? Everyone starts calling you and swearing at you. <laughs> From a small town out of nowhere. <laughs> you just made a whole town angry. They actually come together Somewhere as like the whole fucking... town to listen to the podcast. And you piss Somewhere them like off. fucking Tillamook, Oregon or some shit. <laughs> You'll never be able to eat our cheese again. <laughs> what? You don't know Tillamook cheese <laughs> no i can't do cheese you know well fair enough okay uh, i think i'm have a lactose free one but this guy eat cheese regardless i don't care do you really yeah i eat any type of cheese oh yeah i've seen you eat fucking burrata dude i eat pizza all the time burrata burritos whatever burritos that has cheese on <laughs> was, okay <laughs> well, you could ask for no cheese on a burrito <laughs> no extra cheese nacho cheese whatever give it to me Give it to me. <laughs> the bathroom somewhere. Cutting the person <laughs> off who's trying to cuss her out. She enjoys her dinner outside in her insanely large yard. Um, working more on her wine, speaking on how she, much she misses Maud, thinking that she'll never be able to forgive herself. Another sip from her wine as she looks out in the field before writing Maud's name on the envelope. A picture of the two of them as young girls is attached to Bryn's mirror. She sighs as she's getting ready for bed. She does that a lot in this movie. She's uh, not getting ready for bed, sighing. Um, <laughs> she's she, just getting ready to sigh again. She's just getting ready to sigh once more. Um, she's reading a book, stopping when an owl begins to hoot outside of her window. Although you think it's an owl, mm. but you come to see later that the aliens also hoot. Yes. Um, which... It's fucking great. <laughs> fucking great. Looking over at the window, uh, she decides to call it a night, turning out turning out the light to one of the just one of the many amazing quick edits inside of this fucking movie. Jesus Christ. This dude's an yeah. editing guru. I don't know who edited this movie. I don't think it was <laughs> but Brian. But he's a guru. But whoever did, they are an absolute guru. Thank you. Look that up because I need to applaud them properly. Uh, quick cut to one of the amazing edits of an overhead shot of the house. There's a rumbling and hovering noise around the house. The droning falls to a halt before creatures start warbling. All the lights inside the house come on. Uh, did you find them? Yeah. Uh, this person's wild. Uh, so the person's name is Gabriel Fleming. Okay. Um, just looking at the stuff they did editing on. Um, Greenland. Wow. This is a pretty good one. Blind Spotting. The movie. Wow. Patriot's Day. Deepwater Damn. Horizon. Uh, what a very eccentric portfolio. All of those feel like very different movies. They they definitely are, but they're all really well edited as well. They are. From they are. what Blind I remember. Blindspotting especially. Uh, Blindspotting is great. I love that movie so much. 
Who um, doesn't? I, hopefully no one. Hopefully no one. <laughs> hopefully no one. Anyway, the music is muffled as it plays downstairs. Bryn's still asleep. The electricity cuts back off. She's jostles from the wind blowing outside, but quickly woken up by a banging sound coming from outside. That wakes you up. Uh, she's startled. <laughs> she's startled and nervously approaches the window to find that the trash can was knocked over. Think of that. It could have been just an animal. She puts on her slippers and robe before heading out of her room. When she tries for the light, it won't come on. She decides to head down the stairs, but stops when she sees that her front door is slightly, just slightly ajar. She's frozen in state of fear and shock as a bell jingles from inside her living room. Love the use of the bell here. Pretty great. Yeah. Reminded me a lot of the autopsy of Jane Doe. Sure. Fantastic. Loved it. The figure is walking across her floor and it begins to chitter as it rustles about. And I love this. Right off the bat, once again, this movie came out to fucking play. Right. Yeah. We're 10 minutes in and it's already like the home invasion is happening. Exactly. And and here's the thing. Um, I know some people felt like, oh, like we don't know what's what's uh what's in here or not. No, you immediately know that it's not human. Right. From the chittering and jittering. You don't know what it might be right away, but Right off the bat, like, you know, okay, no, this is not human. Whatever the fuck this thing is, it's not human. Right. Great. Bryn breathing um, becomes shaky as she slowly creeps back up the stairs. The creature runs back toward the fridge. She takes this as her chance. As she's walking backwards, she steps on a piece of the floorboard that creaks. Know your house, folks. The creature stops <laughs> chittering. She slips her feet out of her slipper to, uh, in order to subdue any further noises coming from the floorboard. Um, that was clever her doing that i thought that was really clever the alien comes into view through a mesh opening on the stairs it begins to run up the stairs and bryn makes it makes an immediate dash to her room closing the door right before the bald gray alien can spot her and i i I mentioned her room but it's actually very important to point out that she doesn't sleep in her room she sleeps in her mom's room who has passed away um so that i feel like that's really important to point out for her character um, that she's the adult now, essentially. Right, you know, she's the adult now, or she or she she's gets creeping. the comfort. This is how her, her comfort comes. It's like being with her mom, in right? Way. Being in her room again, and it's also kind of her escape because you do get to see her room later, and it's plastered with every single note that she's made to Maud. Yeah, so it it also could be a, a, a nice. It's a reminder of her childhood, well. and this is a reminder of her adulthood. Exactly, keeping the two things separate. Yeah. She considers her next move going to going uh, to hide underneath the bed, but a suitcase is in her way. Trying to quietly move it out of the way, but whatever the fuck it is on top of it slides off. What is it? What was that? Sliding off on top of it. Top? I could not tell what that was. Um, making a loud enough noise for the alien to stop and beeline it toward the room. She gasps while crawling over to, uh, to the other side of the bed. The tall and lanky creature enters inside the room, its fingers twitching in the direction that it decides to go in. It moves into the bathroom, clicking and chittering as Bryn slides underneath the bed frame. Just in time as the alien jumps on top of the bed, searching through the covers. Once done, it jumps down in front of her, standing on its, its finger-like toes, tapping toward the window to bellow out a loud horn-like call before jumping out of the window. Bryn takes this moment to catch her breath and shut the window, hiding behind her wall. She glances out of the window to ensure the coast is clear. Quick cut to her cautiously walking out of the room with with a quote-unquote weapon. It's a 
not much of anything. <laughs> uh, checking her door, and, and it's still open. Footsteps walk overhead, and she makes a run for, it, the do- for the door, closing and locking it behind her. Slowly stepping away before the electricity simultaneously flickers on, causing her to scream and she as she frantically searches for a way to turn off the buzzing TV, the remote not working. She quickly decides to unplug it, running over to the vinyl player and unplugging that as well. The town model continues to flicker with all the lights. She waits a moment for more potential noises. She runs over to unplug her table of miniatures. She stares upstairs, um, but she doesn't see anything. She tries for the phone, but loud static pierces her ear, causing her to scream and drop it. The fridge doors are slamming open and closing as, at the same exact time. This was super great. Yeah, no, this is a very chaotic scene. Very um, much. Great and I love editing, it. great sound design. Yes. I love everything about these aliens too and how they sound and how they move and how they like look in a way. Yeah. Um it it's very immersive. Mm-hmm. It definitely makes you feel like you're trying to survive with her and how you see her facial reactions. And that's the beautiful thing. A lot of her acting comes from her facial expressions. Mm-hmm. There is genuine fear in her eyes. Yeah. And what Brian does a really good job on is doing the close-ups to her face to show us that we should be feeling the same. Like her running around, her looking up at the stairs and having that fear in her eyes, like this is a very intense moment. Mm-hmm. And even when she's trying to literally call for help, she's interrupted by that sound, uh, the frequency or whatever that's yeah. happening. Yeah. And also like paranormal shit is happening around her too. Fair point. It's like, fair point. This is not just point. an intruder. This is something that is. This is something she has no idea how to handle. She, yeah. Her environment is going bonkers just like her and she's like i legitimately have no idea what to do right now yeah but she's a fucking fighter dog because instead of being frozen in fear no she goes and walks right back into that kitchen bring goes to hide in between the fridge and her counter Probably not the greatest spot, but I'll take it. When she looks up, nothing is inside the living room. The phone, the phone's dial tone catches her catches her attention and having the urge to want to go for it. Peeking around the corner to look at the phone, startled back into position when the gray grabs the phone handle, slowly p- placing it on the receiver. She looks at it through a stained glass window. It notices that. Bryn covers her mouth to stunt the sounds from her breathing. The fridge door swings open, trapping her in the corner. She becomes more frightened as the alien approaches her slowly creeping up the fridge door. Bryn d- uh, doesn't decide to wait to see the creature fully. Instead, she for- she forces the door open and makes, or I guess closes, uh, forces the door closed and makes a run for it. The gray falls to the ground, screaming and chittering from the shock of it all. The lights inside the house are flickering violently as her front door shoots open, uh, hitting her in the face. <sighs> Once again, she's a motherfucking fighter because she does not get knocked out, folks. No. She still she has consciousness, and she starts to crawl into her living room. It That hit was so hard. That hit was hard as shit. Like she, a whole-ass door flung in her fucking face, dude. Bow. She should have died. <laughs> like, like, she should have Die, dude. It didn't even look like the door knock, hit Knock, knock, who's home? It, it looks like yeah, the no, doorknob hit her. If you go back, it doesn't even look like the door hit her. It looked like the doorknob is what actually connected here. Let me see here. Let's let's go back. Slow-mo, you know? Yeah, keep going. All right, so it's flying. It's flying in. Right above, right above. Right above. That's pretty fucking That's pretty close, close, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's pretty close. That's great impact to her face, though. That's what... She stopped the door. 
<laughs> You're right. She did definitely stop the door. She definitely stopped the door. But it's it's interesting to me um, that uh, this door swings open so hard and knocks her in the head um, to the point where she falls down. But yet she hits her friend in the head with a rock. Her friend dies. I mean, you know, it's like a phone. Just the right, the right drop. You know what I'm saying? I guess, yeah. So I guess that's that's how the heads work in this movie. But <laughs> kids have softer heads. I don't even know if that's even a true statement. I don't know. I mean, not that young, but like, like, I don't know. Like, are that old? I should say. But yes, you are correct. Children, babies oh. do have very small, very very squishy heads. They do. It's, it's like they have this little spot right here in the top of their it's head. Like soft. That's like, like super yeah. soft. They call it the soft spot. Oh. And it feels weird and it pulsates. Ew. Yes. Gross. Babies are gross. Babies are gross. It walks out. <laughs> it walks out on the other end of the hallway with telekinetic force. Her model table is uh, flipped to the wall. She screams. Um, is it telekinetic or telepathic? I always get those two mixed up. No. Telekinetic. 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 And so you can move objects. Move objects. Telepathic is like talk, talk without talking, yeah. right? Or, yes. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, yeah. So te- not telepathy. Telekinetic. I, I think I put telepathy in here a few times. So just know that I mean telekinesis. Yeah. Uh, with telekinetic force, her model table is flipped to the wall. She screams as she's st- as she's uh, starting to be pulled by an unseen force. Throughout all the commotion, she's uh, able to grab a piece of her broken model. Her body involuntarily springs up, and she forces and she's forced around. Uh, the broken piece accidentally punctures its head. The same exact blow position. That she did to Maude. <laughs> I don't know if a lot of people caught that. I know a lot of people didn't talk about that, but that's the exact same blow position. This was an accident. Maude was an accident. I thought that go. was a fun. She's reliving her nightmare right now, <laughs> pretty much. Which is why I feel like she can't let go. Yeah, like her. She's like she's in shock. Right, complete white knuckled right now. Also, the telekinetic powers of him so dope. Oh yeah, so cool. But in my opinion, the way she like gets pulled a little bit and then stops, and she's like, "What the fuck was that?" Yeah. And she looks around and then gets pulled again and then lifts it up. I was like, "That's cool." Yeah, honestly, that's like my reaction. Was like, if I got pulled out of nowhere, I'm like, "What the hell was that?" And then she gets pulled again. I was yeah. like, "That's cool." This telekinetic force reminds me of like Star Wars, obviously, but better. Sure, <laughs> like this felt more grounded. She's like yeah. freaking out in this moment. She's like, what is that? She's like, what is going on? Uh, she's like, I don't feel anything, but I can't control anything. And that but. must be such a hard job to do because you're probably looking at nothing or maybe a tennis ball. Probably. Uh, I think I, I saw some of the, the... You think some of it was practical? Some of it is, is practical. Dope. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bryn is in a frightful shock as the gray continues twitching and she holds it into, p- into place. Finally letting go, the alien falls on top of her and she wiggles her way out and moves to the other side of the room, staring at the creature as she breathes heavily. Cut to day is, and, uh, Bryn is in the same spot, uh, that, excuse me, cut to day and Bryn is in the same spot that she, uh, was first in, um, uh, completely zoned out. 
Sighing and wincing from all the pain, she pulls a small shard of glass out of her foot before uh, chucking it and walking over to the dead alien body. She taps on the bell tower, the bell tower piece stuck stuck in its head. Grossed out by it, she decides to put a blanket over the creature. She cautiously grabs the phone off the hook with the towel, sharply sighing b- uh, before dialing the number, placing it into her ear just to receive no dial tone. She checks the cord and notices that the fr- that her fridge also doesn't have any power. Checking the light switch just to have none of the lights come on inside the kitchen she goes into the hallway checking more switches and eventually making sure that the water flows out of the faucets inside of the bathroom it works she sighs a relieving sigh Bryn continues toward the breakers flicking the switches back and forth pulling the string light frustrated with it not working Outside, she tries for her car, but it won't unlock with the key fob. Unlocking it with the key, trying to start the car, but it won't ignite. She angrily and frustratedly pounds pounds on on the steering wheel, yelling for it to come on. Our first piece of dialogue. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) Looking at herself in the mirror, noticing that the stained blood that's on her forehead, cut to Bryn taking a shower, allowing the blood to spiral into the drain. She gets ready for the day, covering up her wound with her hair, sharply sighing before muttering and heading downstairs. She had time to do her hair and everything. Yeah, it's like she went back to her and she's like, I need to go to the city and tell people. Right. I have blood on my head. All right, well, I have to take care of that. Let me go take a shower real quick. Right. Well, it's already been, dead, I guess. You're like, the threat's gone. Sort of. I don't know. I mean, for her, would that's it, what she thinks for at me. this point. I wouldn't I, feel I wouldn't that even comfortable go. having that fucking thing just on my floor. Right. It's Sorry. like, I don't know if you're going to resurrect or some bullshit. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what you are. Yeah. What are you? Like, so. are you contagious? I don't know. Think about like, <laughs> Will I look like, like you? <laughs> it's like, what happened? <laughs> What happened? <laughs> Not entirely satisfied with the silly effort, but we got to we got to know what else is going on in this town. So she sets off on her bike down the road to explore if the rest of the town is affected by these aliens. She hops on her bike, dropping it on the gr- or she hops off her bike, dropping it on the ground to approach an overturned mail truck. Nobody is inside, but the radio continues producing static. One of the houses has a bunch of their shit destroyed on the lawn. Bryn runs over to it, stopping when she notices that she's standing inside one of those circles. Looking up at the- looking up into the sky, allowing us to zoom out to see that the lawn is full of the circles, which I thought was super interesting. That was like just a touch base for them, I guess. Right, she's like, we'll go here and here and here and here and here. <laughs> like, so super interesting. I do have to uh, say though, for me, my favorite effect in this whole entire movie, the ships. No, the beams. The beams. Yeah. Oh my fuck. Well, it's like it's how God. intense they are and how intense sounding they are, dude. Um, they did a really good job with the creation of it, but also the sound design. It's what makes it really. It's pop. really what makes it terrifying. Yeah, yeah. But those beams are amazing they're aggressive <laughs> holy fuck i think that's why i like them it's yeah. because like they look like they will mess you up yeah like that's like a weapon rather yeah. than like oh we all seen like cows get beamed up and it's like it's funny whatever um it reminds me of destroy all humans the video game love that game uh but just like oh no this is like if the beams were like yeah like, if the beams were threat. actually beaming yeah you know what i'm saying beaming. Uh, it reminds me of the fourth kind a little bit, but those beams. I really want to rewatch that. You want to rewatch it? Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. We should throw it on the list. Yeah, let's do it. Like fake documentary month or something. I don't know. Well, yeah, it could be a mockumentary month. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's a few of those. Right. I just saw LLC or Hell House LLC Carmichael Manor Origins, the longest title ever. 
Love, loved it. <laughs> it's fantastic. I actually really like that movie a lot. Yes. Very creepy. Scared me. Very creepy. That's a fun flick. Yeah. Uh, she makes it into town. My wife also sat down and watched that with me. <laughs> uh, she makes it into, she really loves Hell House LLC, though. Uh, like, really loves Hell House LLC. I got so scared. I actually paused and walked away and came back. Word? Yeah. Damn, it got you. I don't know you. how it got me, but it got me. It got you. I think it's how realistic it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Except for some parts. Some parts were like... Some yeah. parts were a little meh. It's like, all right, that's a little too much. It's like, yeah. all right, boy, girl on the bed, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> More subtle things. I love the subtle. <laughs> subtle scary. Subtle scary. It's yes, like, the clowns. Yes. Gotta fucking love them. Fucking oh. clowns. She makes it. To, she makes it into the town, running down the street past the seemingly normal townsfolk to the police station. She takes a deep breath before opening the door. Immediately placed in um in front of the chief Jim Collins and his wife, the couple uh from the cemetery. They both stare at her, shocked to see her face. Bryn doesn't say anything as they continue to glare at her. She stammers before Mrs. Collins, spits directly in her face. Woo! Once again, makes you feel sense. it. Makes sense. Bryn takes it um, as Mrs. Collins walks walks out of the uh, the department, scowling her. Jim goes after her after her before stopping for a moment. He's about to say something to Bryn, but decides against it um, and leaves out of the station. She's so shameful that she can't even look him in the face. Now this is interesting because it gets to a point where you can tell he also feels bad for her, right? And and at the same time, like he he feels like he needs to continue scolding her. Yeah. Um the whole town. The whole town. They just they probably feel bad for her. Yeah. They just have to continue scolding. And even these other two fucking bozo cops. They look up and they're like, Oh, I feel bad too, but I'm not yeah, gonna say anything. Like, oh, back to work. Uh, <laughs> back well, to our notebook. I have so many papers to report in this small ass <laughs> town of fucking Mills River. Oh, Shut up. See, they should have the title card a pop up again. No one will save you. <laughs> <laughs> then it would be a straight up comedy. This looks like a quiet place. Yeah, see, they all know they hate her. Yeah. The, uh, the, oh, two, the two other officers um, stare at her trying to not uh, make it super obvious. This is actually when I found out what fucking time zone are we in or, you know, like our like where we are. This is it was when I saw the cars. I was like, oh, OK. Oh, yeah, okay, fair enough. Okay, yeah. she just likes to dress like that. It's cute. Yeah, she dresses I like really that cute. you are ambiguous on the time period, which is kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just the fact that she doesn't have cell phones. And she has a flat screen TV, too. Yeah. So. She did have a flat screen. You're right, you're right, yeah. Um, she still leaves out of her, uh, out of, the, or excuse me, she leaves out of the department. Brid walks out, crying and trying to gain her composure, but a car comes really close to hitting her. The driver honking his horn at her to get out of the street. Uh, okay. She continues going, shaking her hand. I mean, why were you in the street? She, she continues going, shaking her hands um, as a panic attack is starting to set in, trying her best to fight the feeling and unlock her bike, but it consumes her, letting it out at the nearest wall. She calms down a bit, seeing a bus passing by. She smiles as she gets the idea of just getting the fuck out of there. I'll just leave. Yeah. Ticket in hand, shades and hat on, she goes inside the bus, smiling at the driver before taking a seat, not seeing the mailman sitting uh, mysteriously in the back of the bus. Thinking that she's in um, in the clear, many sighs of relief as the bus drivers down the road, uh, the bus drives down the road, and by many sighs of relief, I literally mean that she is like, <sighs> 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 she does this this whole movie, and 
I think this time it should around should be very exhausting. She's since been doing I, I a lot, guess, man. But since the, like this time around, since I had to like write notes and shit, it was so noticeably annoying. <laughs> like I am so sorry. I was so very annoyed with how many times she sighed in this fucking movie. Um, I I never really got out of it because. It's weird. There's moments, not that I sigh a lot, <laughs> but like for someone who has like panic attacks or anxiety attacks or mm-hmm. suffers like with PTSD and all the stuff that she's probably dealing with, her heart rate's possibly constantly going high. She's yeah. probably constantly out of breath. She feels like for her. Hey man, for someone, someone who that, has asthma, trust me, I sure, fucking get that it. That too, yeah. I get it. <laughs> um, even like with like the mental health aspect, I think she's just constantly breathing mm. to calm herself down which is just well, yeah it's gasps definitely sighs. a calming mechanism for um, sure because she's always paranoid right always looking around always feeling ashamed of herself she feels like she's not worthy of anyone's attention and that's because of society around her putting that on her and yeah. stuff like that too for no reason yeah <laughs> well, <laughs> yes no i get yeah, i yeah. totally no, like i said i get it i get it but it just was noticeably annoying this time around. No, fair, <laughs> That's fair, it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I had headphones in, and it was just it was constantly in my ear. Yeah, she's she's in her head for sure in this. Yeah, scene. absolutely. Like I get it. I get as to why she's doing it. It was just noticeably annoying. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's it. It's just it sounded like someone was just breathing in my ear. Anyway, the bus is passing many neighborhoods with the circles imprinted by on their lawns. Back inside the bus, the mailman gets up and sits uh, right behind Bren. She notices, but tries to ignore him wheezing behind her. She gets up to another seat, but he grabs her, bringing her in closely uh, to reveal that there's an alien inside of his throat. Once again, this movie's not fucking around. It did not come to just mess around and sugarcoat shit. It's in your face, dog. Right. Gurgling and clicking as she pushes him off of her. She crawls on her back through the aisles. A man who um, has an alien inside of him reaches out to her. And this is another dude. The mailman just straight up pushes him off. Of, like, just right. like, move, man. She's mine. Move, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the mailman pushes him off, crawling over the seats to make it to her. A woman reaches out for her, who at first second I thought was Sydney Sweeney. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> like, it kind of looks like her. A little bit. A little bit. Um... The a woman reaches out for her. Brent successfully boots her in the face and continues moving. The bus driver sees the mailman walking on walking on the seats, and he slams on his brakes, causing him to fall on the ground. He is uh, unconscious for a moment before jolting up and moving towards her again. Brent makes a run for it down the road, leaving the uh, walking mailman behind. And I know a lot of people really like that scene of the mailman jolting up because he's up, he's on his back, and he like jolts up from his head. Um, a lot of people like that scene. I personally feel like it's okay. It doesn't. It's all right. It's all right. The, the part that I find scary is uh, the other one attacking the other person behind. Oh, yeah. Like, even this scene right here. She's yeah, moved on to the other well, like, yeah, she bystander. Gets, she gets kicked and she's like she's going like, all right, on you're to next. the next person. <laughs> Um, which is great. Yeah. Um, I love that part. And I love how, like, you could just see, like, his legs fucking jolting because she's fucking. She's probably, like, feeding the Yeah, thing the parasite. Into, I don't yeah. know what to call it, so I just call it a parasite. Yeah, that's um, exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. The bus anyway. driver, I don't know. You should have fucking jumped out and just fucking left. Did he leave? <laughs> no, he's sitting. I don't see anyone in that seat. I don't see anybody see. there. 
Did he leave him? I think he dipped, bro. Nobody's oh, in that scene. Yeah. He was, he's like, oh, fuck this up. <laughs> he white people crazy. <laughs> I'm <laughs> out. Look at that buster. You got Wi-Fi? Okay. I know. I was just looking at you that. Some power got plugs. <laughs> got bathrooms and got, shit. All right. Charter bus. Accessible. Uh, okay. Charter okay. bus. <clears throat> Man. She makes it to another area, hearing the alien warbling in the distance. Shortly afterwards, she hears a woman scream and their body thudding. She looks around as the creature's sounds continue, walking backwards and her back hitting the private the private property sign. She makes it to a church, trying to trying for the doors, but they're locked and nobody seems to be inside as she looks through the windows. She goes for another door, which is also locked. Catching her breath, she looks over to uh, to a cemetery that's uh, right across the lawn. Annoyed with herself, she decides to walk to the cemetery, crying and not wanting to immediately turn around. It reveals that this is a message from our sponsors. And we're back. Instead, it actually reveals that it's Maud Collins, um, and it's her uh, gravesite, who had passed away 10 years prior. Man. It also reveals that she's the daughter of the chief as well, because right. uh, her last name, Collins, Jay Collins. Yeah. But pretty great um, reveal here. I was definitely caught, def- uh, I was definitely caught a little off guard here when I first saw this. I was like, oh, shit, that's Maud. I was like, fuck, what does she do? Right. You know? Because like, we don't know at this point. Right. Yeah. I knew she killed her. I just didn't know how. And I think that's I was fair. underwhelmed with the how. Like, oh, that's the reason why everyone hates right. her? Right. Exactly. Like, <laughs> that's the reason? <laughs> like, I was just underwhelmed with the how. Like, she I'm like, thinking trick she, her to like, do something and she ended up dying or something like that? Right. It was just like an accident? Yeah. I'm thinking she like hacked and slashed her ass. I'm just like, oh, shit. She must have did something very <laughs> I thought she murdered depraved. her in front of the entire town and the town hated her. <laughs> no. It was just an accident. A dumb mistake. It yep. was just an accident. Um, which, not to say you can't be mad at someone for an accident. Or we're just seeing everything in her perspective. And it's just a metaphor of how everyone, how she thinks everyone does hate her, but no one really does. Yeah. Now I'm picturing people <laughs> actually like waving back and she's like running it's away. Like, oh, they must hate me. They must hate me. <laughs> so what the you fuck is her problem? <laughs> it's like, all right, fuck you too. <laughs> one thing I do got to admit uh, about this little town here. Pretty diverse. Yeah. Pretty diverse little town. There's a lot of black folk in this town. I was quite happy about that. <laughs> yeah. I was, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. That's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good oh, thing. Yeah. I was quite happy to see a lot of black folk there. Bryn silently allows a tear to fall from her face, but she's brought back to her new reality. When howls as thunderclouds from a uh, loom overhead, she makes another dash for her, trying to outrun the clouds that are bursting with lightning. It completely shrouded the whole town. Blurred, uh, a blur fade to Bryn making it back to her neighbor's house, uh, where there are multiple people with her hand raised up toward the sky. Unnecessary, uh, uh, Slow motion there, just to kind of hit that. Oh, time. for her running. Yeah, the chittering creatures inside their throat in unison. They all turn to face Bryn. It would have been great if they would have just waved. Um, she <laughs> makes a run for it, not seeing the lightning flashing to expose the ship hiding inside the clouds. Cut to Bryn running back to, over to her house. She cautiously approaches the opening. The dead alien still dead on the ground inside. When she goes inside, the creature is letting off a protrude smell. 
or a putrid smell um, as she covers her mouth and nose to approach it. She sees a secretion that is that has come out from underneath the blanket, lifting it slowly to see it see that it has come from inside the mouth of the dead alien. The line of goo funnels outside. Bryn finds finds that on uh, the Excuse me. Bryn finds that the line ends uh, when it goes into her garden. She seeks whatever might have come uh, might have come out of out of the alien's mouth. The sky booms, which causes her to go through another set of deep breaths. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Breathing techniques, gotta love them. You know what's also funny? Um, well, I guess this is more for my weebs. Uh, <laughs> there's like fucking breathing forms in a few animes yeah oh well dragon ball z dragon ball z a huge one and there's also uh <laughs> probably the one that made it really i guess popular is um demon slayer okay because it's like he'll they'll say it like breathing form or breathing first form like <laughs> it's like water breathing first form fire breathing first form and it was funny because i wrote a joke in here earlier but it was like, it was so lame that I took it out. <laughs> so I was just like, ah, it's lame. I'll just keep it as deep breaths. Um, but yeah, it go. It's uh, it's go time. She heads back inside the house to find a lighter. She lights candles, lanterns, fireplace, and a stove. She takes pots of water, placing them on the burners before she starts cl- um, closing up her house. Um, even taking the time to cover the exposed hole at the front of the house with a blankie gotta love it but my she's very favorite, prepared my favorite alien eh, my favorite alien is about to come out i'm very excited for him because he's great oh your bedtime timer went off Mine yeah too. oh my god we should <laughs> be in bed right now <laughs> let's cuddle she shuts her curtains inside the inside her room leaving out um before she can see the light shining through from the outside continuing to shut the rest of the doors that are upstairs before going downstairs she looks around a bit before going down she uh when she makes it into the living room creaking sounds are heard from behind her it's funny you mentioned that she was prepared yeah yet she doesn't grab a knife she does. Box cutter. She grabs a box cutter. I don't think she has a knife. Why wouldn't she have a knife? She doesn't make know. food? She got a box cutter, though. She should have knives. Um, but she knows. All right, electricity's not a thing. Candles. Cool. Self-defense? Yeah, no, that's Warm great. water. Yep. Uh, starts barricading it. Don't have any way for them to look inside. Perfect. Starts filling up the like the curtain above the door because now she has no fucking door because she met that door to the face. Um, should have No, died. she... she it's not someone she's proactive, not reactive, yeah. which is great. In this movie. What if she actually did die from that door hitting her face and the rest is the fixed. rest is just all just like limbo. <laughs> <laughs> she stops and turns around to, um, to the nails being forced out of the holes that are holding up her blanket. A loud and bright beam pushes through the front door. Bryn runs for cover. With loud vibrations, it pushes the couch out of the way. The jingling from the bell tower model stuck inside the gray's head is being tugged. The alien then floats gently into the air, being pulled into the beam. As soon as it makes it outside, the beam immediately cuts off. Bryn looks around uh, the room for a moment, making sure the coast is clear. Another more threatening yellow beam is shown through the through the window. She moves out of the way until the lights cuts off. She moves. She makes it. She makes a run. 
Ford into the basement. As she enters and closes the door behind her, another smaller alien drops down from above in the doorway. Bryn cautiously moving through her basement, hiding as more shrills and roaring is is happening outside. Um, when she when it stops. She heads for the nearest exit, but another beam of light forces itself through the cracks. She she makes she makes it back out of the way. Uh, oh, excuse me. She moves back out of the way, waiting for another strong pulse to push through the door. She hides behind the wall, the light eventually turning off. A gray meticulously walks down the steps. She uh, whimpers from behind the wall. It shoots its head in that direction before moving toward the area. She carefully scales the wall, allowing it to pass her up. As it is rummaging through her, belong- her belongings, she spots the knife on top. Uh, uh, excuse me. Not the knife. Uh, the scissors, scissors excuse yeah. me. Uh, the scissors on top of the sewing kit. She reaches for them, picking them up, uh, but the gray hears her and focuses on that direction. It starts approaching her. She crawls underneath the uh, underneath her working station, turning one direction, startled by a mannequin falling behind her. Dude, this fucking gray is so smart. Right, I love it's this just part. environmental awareness is on point. Yeah, and I love what happens next. This one's just like curious, but also like I'm the shit. I, I have the power here. Right. Like, and I think you're this, nothing. It's like I'm just like, what are you? What the fuck yeah. is this? I think this is what the is one photo? she also meets upstairs as later well. on. Yeah. yeah, I think it's the same one. Um, which is like this one's just trying to understand. Yes. While the other ones are just this like, is like the investigator, right? The other and, one's like reconnaissance. This is like what exactly. happened to my reconnaissance person? Like the fuck was this you? Right. Like you, <laughs> you did that? Like, it's like yeah. You little devil. Yeah, and, and now we got soldiers as well, right? It's like, like we, we you want this community to hate you too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we got society too. We heard what you did. <laughs> well, I think that's why I like the Greys as a... Uh, They're intelligent. They're legit intelligent too, which is great. Right, but the, but she took one of theirs yeah. on accident, quote unquote. Um, but they but have forgiveness, empathy... Exactly. They're the complete opposite. They're, they're trying to just understand right. and see from her perspective and hear her out without actually physically hearing her out. They're better than us. Exactly. They are. Yeah. 100%. And maybe that's a great point to put out in the movie too. It's like, look how humanity turns their back when things happen. They don't understand the empathy or the perspective or seeking to understand the yeah. situation. It's like, we just hate you because we hate you. Yeah. And maybe that's why the town hates her. And that's why you probably changed your mind and love this movie even more now. After saying that. Oh, like I said, this is a great movie. <laughs> Still not for me. Yeah, fair uh, enough. Not 100% for me. me. Trying like to like win I you said, over. I love all of this part. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, dude, I'm in. Yeah. All of this, this is eye candy for me. I'm, yeah. I'm eating this up. Because when she jolts to that particular direction, holding out the scissors defensively, when she then turns back around slowly and the gray is just kneeling right in front of her, and she screams, trying to make a run for it, but the creature tele, uh, telekinetically pushes the table toward her. She then dodges it, holding out the scissors as it chitters, croaks, and honks, pulling the, the scissors out of her hands, leaving uh, Bryn defenseless with a picture of her and Maud in her hand. It grows larger, working the working to force the picture out of her hand. She holds on. She holds on with all of her might, but she's not strong enough as the alien is able to pull it away with its mind. She takes the opportunity to make a run for it back upstairs slamming the door behind her as the alien holds it in front of them or in front of it i should say because i have no idea if they're i would assume they're genderless but probably 
She pants as she catches her breath in the grayest still downstairs, croaking. She walks into her kitchen, hearing the pattering of feet, the pattering feet of the smaller gray that's sneaking up behind her. I love this thing. Oh, Frank. Yeah, he's cool. Is that what you named him? Frank? He looks like a Frank. Dude, he's <laughs> great. Like, yeah. Just to explain this for folks who don't want to see the movie, um, he's like the height of E.T., but with extremely long arms. Yeah. It is great. It is, I love the creature designs. Me too. I love how like, dynamic they I are. I love this thing, and I love how this thing just interacts later it screeches as it charges after her jumping on top of her Bryn works the works to fight it off um biting at its arm and until it lets go and it runs off runs off of her it goes into a corner growling at her as it inspects the damage done to its arm she moves to another corner spitting out the gooey blood from her mouth remembering that she has the water boiling on the stove she makes a run for it the creature running after as she chucks a bowl at it as it dodges it she grabs the pot holding and waiting until the alien is in sight throwing the boiling water on it she goes for another pot and another as it tries to crawl behind the fridge to get away from her this was kind of sad <laughs> with the final <laughs> pot she Uh, slips on the water, spilling the rest of the contents, having her transition the pot into a standoff weapon. The little alien taunts her as it growls and screeches. The loud uh, chattering from outside indicates that another beam is on the way. She moves across the hall to the other side, the beam shooting into the house, it connecting with the pot and forcing it to the wall as she continues to hold on to it. But Bryn pulls and pulls, but she can't get it loose. The alien cautiously holds out its hand, it being so able to travel through the beam as it re- releases a taunting chitter. This was fucking great as it chitters. Like, it, it's, it's like, like look at me. It's like, I can get through this. Oh my um, God. This, this one, little Frank, uh, <laughs> he seems more childlike. He seems like not as intelligent as the other ones. No. And more like we are. Oh, He's a soldier. Word, like proactive, but this one's like more reactive. It's like, hey, you were messing with me. Yeah. That's not nice. Let me attack you real quick. It's, it's more like not animalistic, but it's like it's more like I would say animalistic. I would yeah. say you're right on that. Uh, it it reacts to how she reacts because mm-hmm. like this one's like, oh, you try to get away with me. I can go through this. Right. Like it seems because, childlike. Because she's being aggressive. It's also being aggressive. Right. It's just feeding off her right. in a way. Yeah. Um, I love this fucking part. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to read it very yes. passionately right now. She cautiously moves back behind the wall as it begins to slowly creep around the corner with another co- coated chitter. It transforms to a specific formation, waiting in the, inside the hallway as its eyes glow and the beam is no longer in sight. Her breath is shaking as she continues moving back, the creature continuing its gaze. As she closes the door slowly, it jumps up to the wall silently and begins to swing toward her. She closes the door and it comes smashing through, ripping the door as its claws scratch through piece by piece. She screams and moves back, figuring out what her next escape route is going to be. God damn, dude. So great. This scene. The way she slowly closes the door and then you just see it like jump on the wall and it's like climb, climb, climb towards her. And it's like, all right, your door ain't gonna stop me. This is so nonchalant. Like was probably one of the eeriest scenes that we've got of this year. Yeah. 
I this, love this scene. This so kind of creature much. design, alien design, I kind of wanted in Nope. To be honest, it made me think of Nope a lot while watching this movie because we got a lot of the UFO thing, and that not gonna spoil, but. What we find out what the UFO watch thing nope. is. Great movie. Fantastic movie. Yep. Watch Nope. But you know, there's like that one scene where they're like <clears throat> on the ground and he kind of investigates and we find out it was just like whatever right, that yeah, was. Yeah. Uh I wish there was some and it looked like that. That'd be fucking cool. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I like the fact that I still that like the ending didn't. and everything and how it yeah. ended too. I, I like the fact we didn't we don't have a humanoid alien because I also feel like that's sure. something we don't get a lot. Yeah, it's unique. Yeah, it's a super unique. Exactly. There you go. With another amazing transition, though, right here. I love this because we transition to outside, but you can hear everything muffled inside the screeching and Bryn's grunts. Amazing. She frantically opens up the window trying to jump outside, but with it open, she as soon as she's jumped, she's pulled back in. She grabs a mop, um, using it to keep the distance between the two of them. It snaps the mop. She charges at it as it jumps at her, connecting to the flesh of the creature. She jams it into the cupboard, it screeching at her, so she, so she silences it by slamming a cabinet door on its head. Goddamn. That was crazy. And it was, like, violent the way she slams yeah. the door, too. This is what you can get away with in PG-13. This is it. Take Bonk. notes. God damn. K.O. But you know those glowing eyes got me, y'all. <laughs> it twitches, startling her to, uh, for her to jump out of the window, falling down to the ground. She's now outside. She scans her surroundings, her surrounding area for for any more of them. Another boss battle like creature is walking, <laughs> to, walk, uh, watching her from over the shed. And this is pretty much what it is. Like it felt like a video game. Yeah, it's like, beat by beat by beat. Exactly. It's like you just defeated this one. Now look now at this one. Now next. look at this one. Yeah. Is this you're, you're literally the, that's what makes this movie really great and makes the runtime really great too. Um, it doesn't. It's constant. It uses this time well. Oh, it uses yeah. the sound well, and the pacing is pretty spot on. Yeah. Like, when shit hits the fan, it doesn't let you breathe until you literally have time to breathe. Right. It's like, just because you skipped this one doesn't mean there's other threats around. And unique threats, too, to yes. make it interesting enough for you as a viewer to be so invested in it as well. Right. right. Not like... Yeah. And not to shit on a you quiet have place, to switch it up, a little but like not like a quiet place. Like w- right. with a quiet place, it's the same monster over and over and over and over again. Um, same thing, which is great that they don't do a reveal towards the very end. Where this is like, no, we're going to show you everything, but because we're showing you everything, we're going to give you a lot more creatures to play. Yes, with. there's more to see, yeah. even though we're showing you stuff. Absolutely. So yeah. it chitters. Um, it chitters so it can. Excuse me. It chitters and warbles um, to gather her attention. She looks over in that direction. It popping up and performing formations as it as it croaks and chitters. She watches as the spider like alien comes out and hoots. And this is great because it's literally the exact same hoot that she heard when she went to sleep. Yeah. And I I like to believe that this thing was just watching her outside. Yeah, it's probably just another reconnaissance. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm the outside guard. It's like, right. the other one goes inside. But I, I could fucking make shit hand, like, I could handle shit yeah. if I need to. Bryn goes to make a run for it, bumping into the infected mailman. She falls to the ground and he grabs her by the hair, dragging her toward the spindly creature. She screams and struggles as the ship moves in overhead. The creature performs more formations and uh, with its arms as the ship uh, comes above them. This is interesting because it, it almost feels like it is literally directing traffic. 
Um, the mail the mailman begins to choke as he looks up at the ship. The ship opens and starts illuminating in a pulsing manner as the creatures calls out to it. Bryn scratches the mailman's hand, breaking free from his grip. She tries to crawl away. Um, he goes he goes back for her, grabbing her by the leg. She kicks him off of her right when the beam comes down, breaking his back and beaming him toward the light. This was fantastic. <laughs> oh my god, this was great. I love the ship design. It's dope. It's cool. Me too. I like that it's it actually has like the iconic ships. old school design with a mixture of like something new. Yeah. Yeah. Like multi-layered. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. God, that was great. She watches in sheer terror as the ship realizes that it isn't Bryn that's inside the beam, dropping the man to the ground. The ship splits into many different cylinder shapes and flies off. I love that, too. The mailman grunts in pain on the ground, his throat screeching from the creature that's inhabiting his throat. Bryn looks over at the spindly alien that's fueled with so much anger, so she breaks She breaks for a run. It is immediate, is, uh, it is immediate on... Oh my goodness, I don't know why I run it that way. It is immediately on the chase, smashing through her garden as she continues running over uh, her front yard. The creature gets caught up in the sheets, which allows her to make make away uh, make it away from it. Bryn gathers her bearings and is about to uh, run back into her house, but something falls in front of her that is stopping her. The alien crawls on top of her house, bellowing out a loud shriek that causes her to cover her ears. More screeches from different directions respond back out of her. The, the gray continues going for her before seemingly getting exhausted and falling off the house. I thought when this happened that there was just going to be a fuck ton of them that were going to come. Right, yeah. But that doesn't necessarily happen. Just, just, just calling out theory. like, I got her! It's like, ah! <laughs> You thought you could run away from me. I'm a werewolf in this shot because the moon Don't you is know right me? there. I'm not a goon. I'm a Martian. <laughs> she stares for a moment before it jolts its head upside down and begins to chase again. And this is something we got to see earlier, right, with the mailman. So cool to see it, I guess, used in this way. But I love this little spindly fucker, too. <laughs> Oh yeah, I think it doesn't even it's get so exhausted. Cute. I think it just missed its step. Yeah, like it was just like, oh shit, there's not a pole here, and it's just like, oh, they're they're just like us, you know. They make mistakes sometimes too. Yeah, but I love when it gets up on all four all fours legs, backwards, yeah. and it's like it's still using its like finger feet, which is pretty cool. She goes through uh, her pa- uh, she goes through her passenger door and out of the driver's side door, closing it and allowing the creature to get trapped as it smashes through the window. Its large limbs push through the bottom of her car, getting stuck. Bryn takes out a lighter, trying to light it from the from the oil that's being spilled out from the car. It tries uh, going back out of the passenger side, but it is still stuck, reaching back for Bryn as she continues trying to light the liquid. She's successful, igniting the car with orange flames, and she makes a run for it because she's played GTA before, knowing that the car's going to blow up any moment now, sending her shot out of the driveway. Damn, Freddie, you didn't laugh at my GTA joke? Right, fuck you, man. <laughs> she looks back I at the creature can. that was caught in an explosion inside the burning car, smiling at her tiring victory. She checks she checks another angle of the creature. The beam of light fires on top of 
on top of it, she makes a run for it as the spotlight chases for uh, chases after her. She runs back inside the house, running upstairs into her room, um, her actual room this time. The beam can't seem can't see her, so it spins. It sends in another another alien. It cautiously reaching for the door and slowly creaking creaking it open. And once again, I think this is the same alien that's from the basement. Yeah. yeah. She, uh, it looks it looks around the cluttered room with many letters to Maud clipped it clipped up inside the room. It searches for her as it chitters and clicks, not seeing Bryn hiding behind a pallet of the boxes. Um, you know, I would have loved if she would have just given the letter to the parents or like one of them. You know, yeah. But I get it. It looks over like she hates herself more than those parents probably ever could hate her. Um, but yeah, it looks over at the photos of Bryn and Maud as children. She comes out of her hiding spot with a trophy ready to pounce with the crack of the gray's finger. She's sent flying back through the wall. She's not so down cool. yet though. Coffin from the air, getting knocked out of her. She crawls out grunting as she works, works her way past the open door. The gray is the gray has its head turned 180 degrees and she's able to muster enough strength to get up and run for it. It creaks. It, it, uh, creaks its bones into excuse me it cracks its bones to allow its body to catch up with the rest of its head to to follow her Bryn is back inside of her mother's room noticing that all of her furniture is pushed uh pushed to one corner of the room the droning from the ship is positioned right out of the window and she understands that she is fucked a red beam forces her to halt in the position that she's left in. The only thing that can move is her eyes. It pushes her to the ceiling, turning off and causing her to fall toward the floor, which causes her to then scream as the beam then catches her again, flashing off for a quick moment to allow her to fall on the ground, but then turning back on for her to shoot back up to the ceiling. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. This is so unique and so different, and it's just... God damn, dude. What a fun use of this. Beams. This, <laughs> right, beams. But a fun use of something so, like, I guess sci-fi that we we hear from time and time again. Beam me up, Scotty. All this right. bullshit. Like, what a fun don't way to use don't this. Beam yeah. Don't beam me up, please. I don't want this. Please don't. Yeah, the way, like, she freezes, first off, great. Oh, it's yeah, even it looks like, like it's the, painful, too. It's even, like, in the pose, like, they would do as well, which is kind of cool to see. Um, a lot of people said there's a lot of, like, religious undertones in this movie. I don't personally see it, but I can see someone getting that from them, whatever. Um, but, again, use of okay. red, danger, you know. I guess the way she's shaped in, like, a cross, I don't know. I don't know, but. I know some people have made arguments, and I was just like, I'd never buy it from the videos I've seen. But okay. who knows? Maybe. Sure. Um, but no, no, it's great. It's fun. It's yeah, I, Like I, you said, it's different. It's unique. It's something we haven't seen really before. Yeah. And how they use it. I see more this of the whole sequence mental health too. aspects more than I do see religious aspects. Oh, yeah. Mental health is like in your face. Religious yeah, but, but I even, don't think there's even the too metaphors. Much. I feel like you know, with the, her feeling like isolation, and then we see her fighting herself, and then she has to kill herself. Right, like you know, so it's, it's, it's in your face. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like it's kind of like Evil Dead the remake is like, oh, she has to kill her demon self in the way. Mm-hmm. It's like that's your yeah addiction side, I guess. Yeah, having to kill your demons and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I don't see the religious undertones here. I don't. Yeah, as well. But unless unless you consider them angels, 
and this is the rapture. That's the only other thing I could think of is that this is the rapture in the book of revelations because they do sound off the horns. And maybe it's like the Shit. trumpet sounding off. Wow. Yeah, maybe. Never mind. I solved it. <laughs> yeah, there's actually a lot now. <laughs> it all mind, makes I sense. It. It's the rapture. All makes sense. Oh, fuck, dude. And, and then fucking vampires are coming out of nowhere because they're also angels. We've learned that. Okay, we get this. We have four official alien invasions into her house, four horsemen. Shit. Okay, maybe it is. <laughs> maybe it kind of is. Research, research, research. Yeah, because like this is the fourth alien right here in her house. Four horsemen. She had the first one that she kills. Yeah. Then she has the short fucker. And she Frank. has the, the uh, tall fucker. Tom. And then she has this fucker. Jeff. Yes. So four horsemen. Huh. I don't know, man. Shit. Okay, maybe it, maybe it could be. All right, never mind. Oh, maybe. Uh, with, only, <laughs> with only being able to move her eyes, she uh, sees the gray approaching her. It ends up mm. right underneath her, looking up uh, looking up to her face before floating up toward her uh, while chittering. She's still not, uh, not able to move, but she's um, able to emote being scared. The eyes from the alien roll in the back of its head, and it begins to gag violently, releasing another parasitic creature from its mouth, floating it toward her mouth. The tentacles of the parasite excitedly move as it goes fr- uh, goes toward her mouth. She continues forcing her mouth uh, closed. The alien forces her mouth open by opening its mouth. The parasite turns into a cone shape to fit inside, wiggling its way wiggling its way through her left eye snapping in response to it cut to Bryn screaming awake in bed falling out of the bed breathing heavily before touching her mouth and sobbing for, uh, from the supposed lucid dream her cries slowly transition to laughter as she continues catching her breath she hears chattering outside of her window and music playing confused she looks out of the window before going downstairs She's astonished to have everything still intact, tapping on the bell on the top of her bell tower of her model and smiling. She hears the children laughter coming from down the hall. She's confused as she walks down to see muffled calls of Maud from down the hallway. She slumps to the ground, crying as she sees her old friend approaching her down the hall. Her face blurred and dreamlike as Bryn cries that she's sorry. Blurry face Maud smiles from that response and everything continues to rumble and shake around Bryn. She apologizes again reaching before reaching into her mouth and pulling the parasite out from her throat. Maud shrieks like the aliens as, um, as she does this. Cut to Bryn back to her hellish reality pulling the parasite out as, she, as it shrieks to be let back inside. She gags as she holds it before squeezing and crushing the creature. I saw some... some Pieces of folks are uh, pieces from p- folks online confused as to why she was outside, and I was just like, I felt oh, like this was kind of simple. I I thought it was the fact that she was in her trance now, right? And the the parasite took over. Yeah, I thought that was simple, but um, oh people, oh people, but uh, like a Maybe lot of people were lead. super confused and like wrote that off on this film. They're like, just like, I don't get why she was she outside. Ta- teleport. What do you like, mean? Yeah, she didn't even teleport. Mean? She just probably she walked out. Walked. Yeah, it's just the fact that she She's was either in gonna her get trance. beamed up or meet other people and put her hand up in the air or whatever. Yeah, in fact, more people. I don't know. And yeah. it and I feel like it tracks like the amount of time that she was probably in the room that it took for her to go yeah. from that room to outside, and from her being her dream to yanking this thing out of her throat. Yeah, great. 
It slips from her hand. She goes after it, and but it's she's halted as the boom as the boom from the ship loudly gong on, on in the sky above. It flies over them. It beams a yellow light on the parasite, materializing the anatomy of Bryn. She doesn't stick around to find out what happens next as she runs into the woods. An abundance of ships are continuing their invasion in other areas of the town. Bryn continues walking out into the woods, hearing sprinting feet behind her. When she turns around, it is herself standing right in front of her. She's confused as her doppelganger starts to stab her twice. What the fuck? <laughs> and she looks all dreamlike here as well. Right. Like autopilot. <laughs> right, exactly. Bryn, and what is that? Like it's a part piece of, the, of wood? It's, I think it's part of her structure. Oh, okay, so the, the model? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Bryn falling onto her doppelganger as the sharp object continues to penetrate her. She releases She releases. Uh, Excuse me. She's released when Bryn slices at the doppelganger's neck with a box cutter. It gasps and gags for air, holding its neck. Um, when it dies, she continues holding it, um, hugging it in close and mourning the death of herself. Cut to Bryn walking down a, a dark path in the woods, holding on her side as she pants, stopping when she hears more warbling from the fog. Another large spindly creature standing in front of her growls and roars as it stretches up upward. Before she can react, she's beamed up into the sky, screaming as she's flying upward. On the dark ship, multiple creatures converse as they chitter with one another. Bryn is stuck in the beam of light as she looks, looks out to one of the creatures standing in the darkness. Who I also think is the main dude. Um, yeah. she, Tom. Uh, Tom. Uh, the creature vibrates its throat. It's a chitter, pointing its finger at her and moving it towards her forehead. The others mimicking in response. I actually think I skipped the spot. Um, I meant to say that a few of them approach her and inspect her as she tries her best to understand what they're doing with only being able to move her eyes. The uh, cut to black. Bryn wakes up in total darkness, a spotlight shining uh, shining on her as she enters inside the house. She she hears muffled chatter coming from the, from her mother and her younger self inside of her kitchen. They are working on the model together. The beam pauses the moment. Maud runs past her out the front door. Bryn follows her, coming out to red and blue lights. She walks past the frozen the two frozen cops, seeing Chief Collins on the ground and in a heartbroken distraught as another cop consoles him. She walks past him, understanding that she's reliving that horrible nightmare. In shock, she trips on the ground, falling to the the scene where her and Maude are having a fight. Maude pushing her to the ground and young Bryn finding a rock on the ground as older Bryn has tears in her eyes trying to stop herself. But... She picks up the rock, replaying the moment when, where she angrily strikes Maud in the head with the rock, killing her as the scene shoots to red. This was the part where I was just like, okay. I loved it. I'm glad you did. <laughs> the, the part especially that I loved is when she walks out of the house and everything's like freeze frame, but you see everyone's kind of like in distraught of the aftermath. Yeah, it reminds me of a the play. Chaos. Um... It's cool because it's weird because that's the way they're reading her memories and yeah. she's just forced to relive it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it, it just shows how broken her father was mm-hmm. to hear the news and probably everyone around her, the whole like police, you know, was probably mm-hmm. on his back and then that's kind of how it spread. And yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know either. Um, I don't like it. Uh, young <laughs> Grin realizing uh, her mistakes as pain fills her eyes. Maude frozen in the position of the blow. Bryn is transported into a, uh, to sitting in a chair at a table, confused at first before her uh, before seeing her younger self in front of her, writing the first death note that she's ever written to her friend. She cries as she watches her younger self continue to write the letters as she reaches out, holding her hand almost as if she can finally have closure in this moment and accept the wrongdoings that she done. The aliens all stand in the darkness, watching and experiencing everything that has led her to, to her forced isolation. Bryn is transported back to where she picked up picked at her memories. She's crying as she had to re- relive those moments. They chitter with each other, coming up what to do next. One of the creatures looking up, repeating the, the same chitter as the liquid ripples beneath them. An echoed booming response causes them all to look up with their glowing eyes. A signal is beeping. Then uh, what looks like to be an eye rumbles loudly and then drones away as Bryn is sent back down to the ground. She groans in pain from hitting the pavement, turning over to her back to catch her breath and look into the sky. Flashes and roaring channel and shoot across the sky. The colorful display causes her to smile, chuckle, and cry as she surveys the sky. Now day, Bryn is getting ready for the day, putting on some makeup before riding her bike down the road. She's smiling as the birds tweet above. She puts a birdhouse on her neighbor's house, looking over at the the rest of her neighbors working on the yard she waves at them they all spring up in unison and smile waving back at her as the parasites chitter inside their throats she chuckles as she runs back over to her bike cut to her dancing the dance and she practiced earlier with all of the town folk watching her and dancing alongside with her she moves from one person to another continuing the dance with two of the others before she runs to the camera and waving the audience goodbye she turns back to the rest of the crowd to continue dancing the ships all hovering above the sky then credits mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. love it this is great <laughs> this is such a great movie it's such a funny ending where it's like we feel so bad for you we have the empathy and feel the pain that you're feeling we'll give you your world but we're taking the rest of the world with us <laughs> so do you think though here's my question to you She's fine. She's living the life she's okay, so always think, wanted to you think live she's because fine. they saw. Yeah. Okay. You don't I think, think you don't think she's just stuck no. inside and there's a parasite in her and they give and this is what there they could give be her. That. Um I, think, I, I see both arguments and I understand both arguments. I don't remember in the interview when they talked to him, I think he was saying that's like no, it was, they pretty much they have felt empathy. Bad for her. Yeah, they have empathy for her. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing where like the town it's never like, did. It's so like it's a like, Family Guy episode. It's like, oh, I feel sad. Hello, damn. Let's do something nice for her. We like look. They like look around. Like, I mean, we're still taking over the world. Yeah. We should give her her own little world, you know, a little slice yeah. of heaven, you know. Exactly. Yeah. She can have the house. Yeah. You know, she's our friend now. Yeah, she's cool. I mean, but she killed Mark. Fuck Mark. He was an yeah. asshole. <laughs> Reconnaissance, more like sleeping on the job. <laughs> it's, he probably did that telekinesis thing and probably killed himself in a way. <laughs> it's also great, too, that um, what I like about this is that I feel like, yes, they empathize with her, but they also understood the fact that, like, hey, we're isolated too. Right. You know, like we came here, no one understood us coming in and beaming everybody up. So it's like, just let me put this yes, inside your throat. Let me put That's this in, not your, okay. in your throat. Anyway, I got I some motherfucking movie facts. Some motherfucking movie facts. 
Just three days after the film is released on Hulu, Stephen King gave it the highest praise of his on his Twitter account, where he posted this comment: "No one will save you. Brilliant, daring, involving, scary. You have to go back over sixty years to a Twilight Zone episode called The Invaders in 1961 to find anything remotely like this. Truly unique. Mm-hmm. Here, 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 here." Uh, there were only five words spoken throughout the entire film. One of them was no. The first official line of dialogue um, moment happens at the one hour and nine minute mark. Damn. In an interview uh, with, with Fangoria, Brian Duffield explained his intentions with the ending. Quote, I think the assumptions should be that it's a widespread invasion. I mean, in this last shot, the aliens are just openly hovering in the, in the sky. They're not trying to be cute about it. And as for the ending, for me, it was about Caitlin Dever's character and I guess two things. One, it was wanting her to wind up somewhere better at the end of the movie than at the start. Because even before the movie, she has gone through quite a bit. And then during the movie, she's gone through even more. And you know, I just really like this kid, especially because I felt like she had already been paying for her sins. She knows it too. Even when she gets spit on, that's there's no outrage. She just kind of like, well, I guess I deserve that. I'm going to take it and accept it. I'm so sorry I'm alive in front of you right now. By the end of the movie, I wanted her to come out of the other side in a better situation. And then on top of that, I think that the aliens, well, let me put it like this. If you get a bit of a stray dog or if you get bit by a stray dog, a lot of the people would want to see the dog put down. But you'll also have people that would want to sit with the dog and calm it down and talk to it to see if maybe the dog can be rehabilitated and become a valuable member of society. Interesting, you know, like. Yeah. metaphor there um i think that yeah. I, I think that is uh, i think that is partially how the aliens are were viewing us and so anything that some someone did that hurt an alien i think they viewed it as something of an occupational we're at war kind of thing collateral damage even if the war is one day long they're pleasantly surprised by bryn and they're really interested in people in a anthropological in an anthropological type of way uh, they're like, this is very interesting culture, and we've conquered it. But that doesn't mean we have to be erase it. End quote. Damn. Interesting. Yeah. So we actually have that Fangoria model. That's that's in two issues before that one. So we have we have that one here where he has that interview. So pretty cool. That's dope. Last one here. It reveals in the flashback sequence when the aliens are probing her mind. I guess that's what how you can say it. Uh, that Bryn <laughs> killed her childhood friend Maud by hitting her in the head with a rock, swinging her right arm, causing her uh, to have the devastating blow. Bryn uses the same technique to kill the first alien that invades her home. Yeah. When the alien tries to use telekinesis and restrain Bryn, she swings her left arm and stabs it in the head with the damaged clock tower uh, from her model town, killing it. Glad I caught that. Yeah, like to dust myself. She really self off for that. Him. She clobbered him. <laughs> anyway, the next movie that we are going to be covering is going to be Mathrigan. Megan. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be Megan. But we definitely want to keep this conversation going, and we can do so heading over to our Discord over on our Twitter um, at Nightlight Pod, um, or excuse me, at Nightlight underscore Pod. That's not with a K. But if you want to keep the conversation going, best place is probably going to be Discord because we talk a lot of shit. 
it's fun. <laughs> it's a lot. I love Discord. I love the Discord. It's a lot of fun. But definitely keeping this um, this month going for sure because I'm having a fucking blast. But this was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Alongside me, we had Freddy. Always keeping it spoopy. Always and forever, also known as Nighty Knight. With your help, we can reach more Ghoulish Knights with your recommendation to someone who would actually enjoy the show. If your podcast app allows you to rate our show, consider us giving us a five-star rating, as it honestly does help us out a ton. For extra horror-related content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's like with a what? K. And remember, everybody, don't forget, you're